All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Liberated Millionaire Podcast. I am so pumped to be with you, and I'm so pumped to just share messages that help you grow, that help you become stronger, that help you become happier. Guys, that's what it's all about. And today, I'm going back into the well of non-standard behaviors that help give me an edge in life. And remember, we use the word non-standard, right? I call it weird a lot of the time in titles to hook you in, but the truth is, most people's problem, the catch-22 everyone is stuck in, is everyone wants to be extraordinary because that has a positive connotation, but nobody wants to be weird because that has a negative connotation. But the truth is, right, that those things are synonyms. And so everyone is messed up in the head trying to simultaneously stand out and be extraordinary while never being weird, which is literally impossible. And so that's the premise we're operating under right now, is that first of all, ditch your fear of being weird. Second of all, rather than trying to want to be extraordinary, which can cause you to try to be good at things that don't actually matter, instead, what I want you to do is choose to be non-standard in the ways that are uniquely suited to you to be more productive and happier. So for example, right, just to clarify this overall concept, when I was at work, I always wanted a promotion. Even when I was a computer programmer, I wanted to be the best computer programmer. Truth is, I wasn't that interested in computer programming. I just wanted significance. I wanted to be extraordinary, right? But I never got that kind of reward because I really wasn't extraordinary and I felt bad. Similarly, I've wanted to you know, grow and do self-improvement stuff, but for a long time I was afraid of sounding weird. Truth is, I wanted to be non-standard in these ways and so I needed to let go of being weird. So you gotta let go of both the fear of being weird and the desire to be extraordinary. Instead, you just listen to yourself and listen to the part of you that knows what it is supposed to do differently from the crowd because you're uniquely suited to it, right? Like, put it this way, if you were born with six arms that were all really functional and you had all these special capabilities, you'd be pretty freaking weird. But you'd also be pretty extraordinary, but most of all, you'd be able to do non-standard things. Maybe you could climb trees and save cats from trees and be a really good fireman. Or maybe, you know, or like put out fires, right? Or maybe you could like be a dealer at a casino because you had so many hands, you could deal all the cards really well, or whatever, right? The point is, Whatever you're born with, whether it's six arms or whether it's some smaller, more, less tangible trait, which is for most of us probably what it is, the point being that you have non-standard things about you that you can now leverage to create a great life experience. And one of the things I do that just personally helps me create this great life experience is something I like to call calling my shots in advance, all right? And this is just a fun couple of stories. It's not too serious. I haven't thought this out. I honestly just thought of this before the podcast episode, but I actually think it's really, really wonderful. And so I think we're going to go with it. And it's all about calling shots and what it teaches you. Okay. And so here's the deal. Here's this practice I'm calling calling shots and why I do it so much. Let's start with the story. It was seventh grade at Model Lab High School in Richmond, Kentucky. Model Lab School, which is actually a K-12 school, and I was only in seventh grade, so it wasn't high school. Yet I was in middle school, and in middle school, we were having indoor recess one day. So we weren't allowed to go outside. We were just sitting in the classroom. And we were playing cards, but we were just all sitting around being like dumbos. And so instead of playing cards, we just had a deck of cards sitting there. And so what I did is I just looked at everybody there and... I have a vivid memory of this, right? Which is probably, you know, even vivid memories get corrupted, but I have the basic memory, which is I just looked at this deck of cards and I looked at my friends and I said, I'm about to pull the seven of hearts out of this deck. I don't know why I said that or how I came up with it. I just said, I'm pulling the seven of hearts out of this deck, right? And so I just reached in and pulled a card and I flipped it over and 
Bam, if that wasn't the seven of hearts itself. And everybody went insane. We all started rolling on the floor, you know, a bunch of seventh graders like, oh my God, he did it. How did he do that? He's psychic, whatever, right? And it was just such a fun moment and such a vivid memory that I still have it to this day, even though it was literally just a random one in 52 chance of picking a card out of a deck. But that was one of my first experiences of doing something called a called shot, right? So think Babe Ruth calling the, you know, home run or Joe Namath calling the Super Bowl or whatever it is right? A called shot. But here's why, right, that that silly story is actually such a valuable tool in your arsenal. And so I'm going to walk you through this and why I'm starting to do this on purpose now, rather than on the spur of the moment or just to look good, right? Why I'm starting to do called shots on purpose is because called shots help others learn from you so much more and they inspire others. And called shots also teach you that it's okay when things go wrong. All right? So what do I mean by all this, by called shots? Well, I'll give you an example in real life right now. I am calling shots that at some point in my life, I'm gonna be earning over $10 million a year from my personal businesses, right? That is a called shot. Right now, I earn about negative $400 a month. I'm not kidding you. At the time of this recording, right, my QuickBooks account for my coaching business earns negative $400 because that's how much my monthly maintenance um, technology and um, accounting software and um, like funny, right? Like you have accounting software to make negative money, like great job, Woody. But I do uh, because it's important to be a real business and my video storage and my websites and all of that stuff, right? Costs money and paying for advertising, stuff like that. And I'm currently doing all my stuff free because I know that to have the biggest, boldest future, I actually need to get people on board free. I'm huge into this thing, which I call no negative experience marketing, which is something I've designed for myself because I was never good at traditional marketing where you know most marketers reach out to people and they cold call them, which is always a negative experience. Nobody ever wants to get a cold call, even if they end up buying the thing. And so I have this no negative experience marketing where everything I'm doing is ground up just by creating amazing stuff and making it so other people want to share and like watch it grow organically. And it takes time, but it's great. And so the reason I'm calling my shot, the reason right now I'm sitting here with negative $400 a month in earning from my coaching business. Now I do earn a couple thousand a month from my art business. So it's not like I'm just sitting here making no money, right? Like obviously my wife has a larger salary at this point, but I do make, you know, multiple thousands per month selling her art, right? And I am the key cog in that in addition to my wife. And so, you know, I'm doing good stuff, but that's not the point. The point is actually all this, you know, negative challenge. Reason I'm calling that shot is because now every content, every video I can make, because I'm so transparent about it, I can encourage you right? The listener to do your own new thing. And it doesn't seem like I'm better than you. It doesn't seem like I'm hiding anything. I'm both totally transparent and totally confident that I'm going to get where I'm going to go. And so that's why calling shots as a non-standard behavior for me is so helpful is because it helps inspire you. It helps show you that I'm not all the way there yet, but guess what? I'm going to get there. I'm going to make it happen. You know, that's a guarantee. And I know I'm going to do it. All right. And so that's one benefit of called shots, right? Another benefit is you can look really cool to your friends if you just call shots randomly, right? But then there's another thing, another called shot moment that I noticed really profoundly affected me. And you guys probably think it's funny how I have these random memories, but this is the way life is meant to be lived is you're supposed to learn from the world. And so when you really learn something, okay, when you really learn something, it's going to stick with you. And so you want to be taking everyday moments and just making them boom, stick with you. So I have this moment, right, where I was in Apex, North Carolina at this place called Knight's Play Golf Course. It's just a par three course. It's a nice little par three course. They have outdoor lighting so you can play at night and they have like all this great stuff. And so, you know, you can um, you can play all day and it's a 27 hole par three course. But what's really cool about this place, Knight's Play, 
right, is that I got to go play by myself and hang out and just do my own thing golfing. And so what I noticed while I was golfing is that I had a lot of fear. Golf is a great sport for fear because there's almost nobody in the world who has no fear when they're hitting a golf ball. It's just this little still tiny ball and it sits there and yet it's so hard to hit it where you want to go. Sometimes it's hard even to just hit it. It's such a hard sport and it messes with your mind like no other sport. Golf is the single most mentally like like mind-blowing sport because it's so simple physically that it just gets in your head, right? And if you've ever watched people play golf, I used to play in a golf league with all these older men and women from SAS where I worked and everyone, I had this partner who would just yell at himself and he'd be like, ah, oh, like, why'd you do that? You know, idiot. And I'd be like, man, golf really messes with people. But my point is, I'd been playing nine holes of golf, and after eight holes, I noticed that I was still afraid, right? I noticed I was still afraid every time I went to hit the ball. And I said, you know what? There is something wrong with this. There is something wrong with the fact that I'm doing a leisure activity that has no bearing on real life, none at all, right? And yet, I'm still afraid to hit the ball. I'm playing by myself on a golf course with myself. Nobody's watching me, no judgment, no anything, yet I'm afraid to hit the golf ball and give it my all. Specifically, what I was noticing is I was afraid to feel confident in a positive outcome. And so I come up on the ninth hole, right? I'm just playing nine, so it's the last hole. And for eight holes, I've played fine golf, but I've been scared. And I said, on this hole, I'm calling my shot, right? Like, I'm hitting this ball on the green. I'm going to do it. And so I take the first ball, I'm playing two balls because generally you're playing golf by yourself, you can hang out, right? You can play two balls at once so that way you get twice the practice. So I would hit one ball, hit another ball and go hit them both, you know, and eventually put them in the hole. So I hit the first one and it's this big, beautiful shot and it lands like right on the green. And I'm like, heck yeah, that confidence felt so good, right? And it was a whole different feeling. And so then I take the second ball and I hit that one with confidence and boom, it lands right on the green next to the first ball and they're both about 20 feet away from the hole. And I'm like, I'm a genius, like I'm so good, you know? And you might be thinking, cool, what do you like? Great story, anybody can make chance happen like that. But that's not the point of the story, so let's keep going. So then what happens is I get up on the green and I'm 20 feet away and that fear starts to creep back in, but I'm like, no, I will focus on the positive outcome. I will focus on it and I will put this ball in the hole. Like I had this ball, right? I'm 20 feet away, which is a pretty hard putt. And for an average player like me, I probably only have a five to 10% chance of making it. Not a very good percent chance. You know, if you're Tiger Woods, maybe your chance is like 70, 80%. But for me, it was like a five to 10% chance of making it. But I said, I'm gonna have confidence. I'm putting this thing in the hole. And I envisioned it and I made myself feel like I already did it, right? And then I putted the ball and guess what happened? It did not go in the hole. The ball did not go in. I missed it by just a little bit. The putt felt good. Everything felt good, but I just missed, right? It's only a five to 10% chance putt. I can't be perfect. And yet I still felt really good because I gave it a good try. But I also thought, you know what? I got one more ball. That was just the warm up ball, right? I got one more and I'm gonna put this one in the hole. And so then I wound up and I putted it and guess what happened? It went in. Just kidding. No, it didn't go in. I did the same thing over again and I putted it and it missed again. And so I had two misses. And so now you might be thinking, well, Woody, great. You've just ruined your whole story. You just ruined it because you told me you were gonna teach me how to have positive thoughts and always get what I want. And now you're missing, like, like great. Like you just disproved your own story. No, 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 no. I just taught you something so much deeper because guess what happened after that? I still felt amazing. I still felt amazing. What do I mean? I mean, guess what? All that time winding up to the ball, I felt amazing and confident and like I was using the best of my abilities. 
And then I putted the ball with the best of my ability. And I envisioned it going in and I did the best I could and it just barely missed. But guess what? Even after that, I felt no shame. I felt no shame for having called my shot and having it not gone in. I felt great, right? I acknowledged reality, hey, it didn't actually go in. But what I learned is that the whole time, I'm about to cry, I'm so, like this is so inspiring to me. Um, I'm, I'm literally about to cry, right, live recording this, is the whole time I didn't want a result. I didn't care if the ball went in or not. Like who cares, right? It's just golf, it's just life, things happen. You know, I didn't want the ball to go in. What I wanted was relief from that fear that I wasn't good enough, was relief from that fear that I needed to focus on the negative just to try and prevent it from happening. And so what I learned that day golfing, I, I hit two great shots and then I hit two great putts. And by the way, these putts were significantly better than putts I'd been making earlier in the round. So even though I had called a shot and visualized it going in and then missed, I still achieved a better tangible result. Even I wouldn't have made those putts anyway. I in fact got closer and they felt better and I learned from them. And then I putted them in for par, both of them. And so what I learned though is that it felt so beautiful. It didn't matter whether it went in or not. What matters, I got to feel the positive feeling. And so there's such a deep lesson here. The lesson is about focus. Now, if you hear me talk, there are four levels of existence in life. There's the physical at the bottom, then mental, emotional, and then consciousness and or focus. It's the same thing, okay? Right? Meaning at first you're just aware of your physical body. Then you can be aware of your thoughts, but they're harder to manipulate. Then there's your, your emotions, which are even harder to manipulate, but you can. And then there's your consciousness, which means you can be a consciousness experiencing a human having thoughts, emotions, and um, physical body. And you can even be aware that you are conscious as you are doing that, right? And so there's this fantastically beautiful pyramid. What I learned is something of focus, something that almost nobody learns because everyone is so confused. The truth is when you focus on the desired or positive outcome, when you focus on the feelings of confidence, you automatically get everything to turn out better, okay? The whole time I'd been golfing, I had, think, I had been thinking I needed to focus on the negative because if I focused on the negative, I could criticize it and improve it. So I'd played eight holes of golf thinking, oh, well, you know, I better hit this one nervously because then I know there's gonna be something to criticize. And then once I find something to criticize, I can try and improve. And it was all about the result. But the funny thing was, when I called those shots on the ninth hole, I suddenly didn't care about the result because I felt this amazing focus and this amazing beautiful consciousness and this relief from negativity more than anything. It wasn't about the positive feeling. It was about the relief from this persistent worry, guys. And so when I did that, my whole life changed. And so when you do called shots, it's not about getting the result. It's about saying, this is where my focus is in this is the way to be happy, fulfilled, and successful. It all comes from having a positive focus. That's what's important, is when I was putting that golf ball, not only did I get a better outcome even though I missed, right? Not only did I get the, a better result even though I didn't make it, but I also felt that beautiful feeling. And so you wanna know the big mistake we're all making in life? And this is, this is key, right? I'm, I'm hinting at a secret that I will reveal in Mental Health 101 in full glory, but the mistake we're all making, and this is part of Mental Health 101, is that... We all do this thing where we worry and worry and worry and then life turns out okay and then we think it was the worrying that made life turn out okay. But in reality, life turned out okay because life is life and it's always just gonna turn out the way it is and you can't control it. And so if we had chosen to be happy and not worry and put our focus on the positive, life also would have turned out okay. So when I chose to focus on the positive, then even when I missed it, I didn't think, oh no, woe is me. No, life turned out okay. My putt was still pretty close and I got to putt in for par on both of them on the par three. You know, par is a great score for any kind of daytime golfer, for an average golfer. 
And so that was great, right? And then um, I just get to explore this in more and more of my life. But I want you to always know, in conclusion, right? You've got to always ask, what is stopping us, right, from feeling this way? What is making you worry all the time? What's stopping you from putting your consciousness on called shots? And the answer is always the same, pretty much. The answer is society. This is why I am so big on you taking up your independent judgment and leaving mainstream society's brain think is because they're all wrong, you know? Think about it. If I, let's say I was broadcasting that golf shot to a thousand people and I make a called shot, even if I get it right, they just say, oh yeah, like cool, you had a called shot. But if I miss, they're like, oh, you called that shot and you're wrong, you hypocrite, you liar, you whatever. And even if there's nobody to watch that, guess what? We invent them in our head. And so you want to know why you're so nervous and worried all the time? It's because not only do you think that putting your focus on the negative is going to help you, it's not, but you also think that everyone's going to criticize you. And so let me solve that for you. First of all, we solve the focus part, right? We know that focusing on the positive outcome and on the result you want in consciousness and calling your shot creates a superior outcome and feeling for you every time, even when you don't make the called shot even when you don't make it. But here's the other thing I want you to know is you also don't actually need to worry about what other people think. Why? Because if you really make a called shot and miss it, if you really do something like that, chances are nobody's really paying attention anyway. And so nobody's really judging you, right? You may get a few naysayers and we'll work on that and how to not be worried about that. But chances are 99.9% .9 of the worries you have are actually just made up worries in your head. They're not real, guys. They're not real. And so the beauty is that when you call a shot and make it, something amazing and inspiring can happen for others. Just like, you know, Babe Ruth calling his home run, right? And pointing out into the field. That's an inspiring, iconic moment that will live forever. And so calling your shots helps you and it helps others. And when you call your shot and you miss, chances are nobody even noticed. Nobody's even watching, you know? If I end up making $10 million a year, I'm going to be able to point back to these videos and podcast episodes when I had three YouTube subscribers and was making negative $400 a month. And I'm going to say, I called this when I was making negative $400 a month. What's stopping you, right? And if I never make it there, if I end up just middling out and making, you know, you know, $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year or something like that, you know, I don't, I honestly can't see that happening. But if it did happen somehow, guess what? I would be better off for having shot for the stars. I would be so much happier. I'd have so much more consciousness. I'd be so much in a better place. And nobody would be digging up, you know, YouTube videos with no views trying to accuse this guy of being stupid, right? Nobody would even care. Nobody would even care. And so that's the beauty is a called shot is actually all upside, no downside. It's not about arrogance. It's not about ignoring reality, right? This is the important thing I need you to understand is it's not about succeeding at the actual shot itself. It's about experiencing consciousness focused on the most optimal outcome and the most happy state. And if you get your consciousness to where you experience that, you're naturally always going to have the best possible outcome for the situation, even if it is not the ideal outcome. So guys, that's the lesson for today is maybe it's time for you to start calling some shots. You know, again, I'm a guy sitting here making negative $400 a month in my business telling you that there will be a time when I will come back and point to this video when I'm making $10 million a year and say, I made this on one of my first videos, guys. Like, if you know, you know. And so I'm doing this for the sake of other people. It's a risk, but the truth is there's not really a downside because if it doesn't end up coming true, nobody will ever be paying attention to this video. That's the beauty of a called shot. So it's time for you to go out and call it, right? It can be something as simple as picking up a deck of cards and saying, I'm gonna flip the seven of hearts. 
And you might flip that seven of hearts and you might have an amazing memory for the rest of your life. And if you flip the eight of clubs, literally no one will ever remember that. That's, that's like in that example, right? I've done that. Do you know how many times I've done that with decks of cards? Probably over 52 times at this point. There are probably 51 other times I called seven of hearts because now, now that's just the card I call and I flipped it over and it's just never it anymore. But nobody's ever remembered that. But the times you call the shot and it pulls off, people remember and you inspire people. So guys, I hope this inspires you. This is my attempt to create a preemptive called shot to inspire you. I'm trying to practice what I preach. Guys, it's time to conclude this episode of the podcast, but I hope this non-standard behavior helped give you some guidance. And remember, I got a YouTube channel now, Living Life with Woody Rini. Everything gets archived up there. It's the place to be. So go on over there and let's grow together. Let's be these positive influences who help each other grow together. Guys, and amazing stuff will happen. Remember, change yourself first. Your life, the world, your dreams, all that stuff's gonna happen, you know, but only if you always focus on yourself. Peace out.